What you're about to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. There is a, uh, a former teacher in Colorado that was too radical for Colorado. He went from school to school to school. Uh, he has called for revolution. He, he believes in a forceful, his words, forceful cultural revolution. You'll never guess where he is today. I'll tell you that story in 60 seconds. You know, speaking of Colorado, there was a story about the, uh, the, the what was he, 8 years old, 10 years old, uh, 12 years old, thank you. 12 years old, he is going to school, got a backpack, the don't tread on me flag is on the back of his backpack, school kicks him out because, of course, as they say, yeah, that's racist. No, it's not. Oh, it was all about slavery. No, it wasn't. That was about don't tread on me from the founders. He knew that. So he wasn't going to take any crap. He went and he talked to his mom. They kick him out of school. His mom goes back and says, excuse me, no. The governor, the Democrat governor of Colorado actually backs the kid up. He's back in school with his backpack and the don't tread on me flag. Reason why I bring this up is, as I'm finding more out about this kid, his favorite book is the monster from Jekyll Island from the Tuttle Twins. We've been telling you about the Tuttle Twins and how to how they will make your kids bulletproof when it comes to the crap they're going to get in school. The Tuttle Twins has done their job with this kid and so has his parents. Tuttle Twins back to school sale right now, 70% off their kids books and their excellent new history books. So your kid will be able to know and defend the country and defend against all of the stuff that they're being shoveled. It's garbage. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Go to TuttleTwinsBeck.com right now. So let me tell you the story real quick. Teacher, Colorado. He gets up and he says all kinds of things in his uh, classroom. Went on a Marxist rant. He said, I want to tear some S up for you. Are you ready? What's happening in our schools? It's showing up in our classrooms. You know, we have ideological circles up here. We, we compete on who knows Marx better, who knows Lenin, uh, Lenin better. I'm a Leninist. I'm a Marxist. Kids don't care. It's important to know the theory, but you have to have some practices. You have to get out into the streets. You have to get out into the workplace. You have to go with, with your families. We're just sitting, talking in an ideological circle, and our kids still going to schools that are underfunded, where they're investing more in their failure than in their success. Your communist theory won't save you. Only revolution will save you. And it won't be the person who understands Lenin or Marx the best. It will be a revolution that is led by the people. He has said, quote, I'm for a forceful cultural revolution. He goes on. There's much worse things that he said. But here's the good news. In Denver, the uh, State House of Representatives had an open seat and the Democrats have just appointed him to take that seat in the state house. 
So you have an open Marxist in the state house of Colorado who's calling for a forceful cultural revolution. Well, there is somebody that is running for the country's house, uh, and she knows all about this. She was actually supposed to be a guest on this show. She was here in our green room the day Robin Williams died. And we haven't had a chance to have her back. She's now running for the U.S. House. Her name is Lily Tong Williams. She's a survivor of Mao's cultural revolution and recognizes all the signs. And she is now running for Congress in New Hampshire's 2nd Congressional District again. She's already there now. Welcome. How are you? Well, thank you for having me back, Glenn. You're it's welcome. great to see you both here. Yeah. yeah. And the great introduction. Yeah. And uh, my my story um, is like American dream story. Yeah. And like you mentioned it, I don't like what's going on in our country today. I'm very terrified. The terms they're using and the tactics they're using. What does a forceful cultural revolution mean? Means uh, use whatever violence necessary to destroy the old traditional cultures, systems, institutions, also nuclear families. Mm. I have been calling this American Cultural Revolution for a few years. Right. Me and other Chinese immigrants. I know. And we're very, very loud on, on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> and Good. to educate people, and I have uh, on my YouTube channel, I interview immigrants who fled totalitarian regimes like Cuba, you know, uh, um, Venezuela and China and Vietnam. We are talking about the same thing. What's going on in our beloved new country? And uh, but lots of people, especially our youth in this country, they don't realize it because they don't know they never lived it yeah. under. It, you know, it was uh, Victor Orban was talking to Tucker Carlson yesterday, and he said, "You know, you guys have an ocean between you and Russia. They occupied." Hungary, listen to the people of Hungary. We know how they operate. And I hear that all the time from immigrants like you that come here. You thought you got away from it. You were in a free country. And now the same exact language and the same tactics. It's happening. Yes, I summarize Mao's features of cultural revolution. I was two years old to 12 years old. I was indoctrinated to believe only communism or religions were demonized. And I would go home, tell my Buddhist mom to say, stop praying. You know, it's like uh, you should believe Mao and believe in communism. I was a child. Of wow. course, I did not know. And I feel guilty. <laughs> and it's like, thank goodness I did not turn my mom in. Because during the Mao's Cultural Revolution, if you believe in any other religions, you're Christian, Buddhist, whatever other religion you believe in, you are deemed to be one of the five black classes, and you are counter-revolutionary, and you should be the enemy of the people. And don't you feel like this is, um, in, a, in an insidious way, almost the same things that are going on now. They're teaching our kids that your parents are wrong on things. Don't listen to your parents mm -hmm. and your parents should be shut up and maybe you should be taken from them. I mean, well, that, I published my op-ed when New Hampshire trying to pass parental rights bill, but sadly we failed to pass in New Hampshire. 
I published my story growing up under Mao that uh, there is always a secret between um, schools and the parents、mm-hmm. because they truly believe pa-、um, parents have no rights. Your children belong to the state. Of course, that's the how communists think. Why、right. would I come to America to testify to support parental rights? Is that the inherent human rights, natural rights, an American value that kids belong to us, belong to the parents, not belong to the village, belong to the societies? It's very scary to see what's going on here. So you've been in Congress, and I would imagine you know the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution better than a lot of the Americans that you serve with. That's what brought me to this country when I was in law school in China, third year. I was looking for something because I was totally depressed, lost. Because I was told to study law, it's not for justice, it's not for equality. It's actually communist party's tool to govern the people. So I become. But you very, didn't know that at the time when you first got in, you were still part of you know the brainwashing. Well, why start to ask questions when Mao died when I was twelve and then fourteen years old? And party say Mao is not. God Mao actually was a human being, and he made a mistake. So I was said I was talking to myself. Oh, let me say I was lied to.、Mm-hmm. I was chanting "Nanglive Chimai Mao" for straight six years in government schools. He was like a god to me. He because I went home demonized my own mother who is a Buddhist. And、uh, then I say, "Long live Chiang Mao! Ten thousand years, double ten thousand years. That's one million years. How did he die? I had a little brain left. I was asking that question inside of my head when he died. And then later, party said, 'Okay, he was human being.' I was totally lost. And I said, 'I'm going to study law. When I have a chance to go to college, I'm going to transform China to rule of law society, no longer rule of man.'" But I was wrong. I realized I could not achieve that dream in China because、uh, I realized it's a one-party dictatorship. But I went to this dancing party. I and I met foreigners, and、um, I met one American student. And later, he asked me to visit him in the foreign students' dormitory. And he's the one who told me about the Declaration of Independence and the U.S. Constitution. My light bulb turned on.、Evans. I have individual rights and liberty. After that, he put America in my head, and I was talking to myself. You know, oh, I have individual rights. I shouldn't have to report who I'm going to see when I go to see him. We're supposed to register at the dormitory door to say who I'm going to meet. What is my major? Where's my dormitory address? There was guard at each foreign. And students and the scholars' buildings, so I did not have a right to talk to anybody.、I、had to report it. So I was very rebellious, and I slid into his building a couple times, talking more about USA. And I thought, oh, this is a great country. All men are created equal. And I said, what do you mean? He said, you are born Chinese, and you have different skin color, but you are created by God. You have individual rights by being you, born by being you. My light bulb came on and never turned off. So I said, "Oh, this is a cool country. If someday I have to leave China,、wow. and this is the country I will come." 
So I always had America in my mind since the third year. How difficult, because it was so foreign to you. We, you know, we say we hold these things to be self-evident. How long did it take you to realize that that was self-evident? I mean, when he said those words at first, you didn't, you couldn't have understood. No, I was puzzled. I said, that's why I asked him, what do you mean? What is self-evident mean? Because in China, I grew up in a communist country. Their rights are collective sense, right. workers' rights. So my parents are illiterate workers. They had workers' rights, peasants' rights, and the soldiers' rights, teachers' rights, women's rights, all collective sense. I never heard individual has a right. Wow. And uh, that was just, I, I couldn't quite get it. So that's why I had to go back. And when I went back, I already started rebelling. I'm not going to register. So I did not register at the door because I knew what we were talking about is supposed to be not PC. I will get into trouble to say I'm going to spend lots of time with this American student, you know. So I just slick in and slick out. And uh, but I feel like uh, there's something excitement, you know, in me. So when you came here, you you didn't plan on running for Congress until you started seeing things go wrong. We're talking to Lily Tong Williams. She's a, a candidate for the U.S. House uh, in New Hampshire. She's already a congressperson. No, I'm not. Yeah, I'm oh, not elected not. yet. Oh, yeah. I thought you were already. I thought you were running for a I did not term. win last year. Oh, you year. didn't win last year. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so okay. I was on your radio show last year. Yeah, yeah. Talk about ESG right, last right, year. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what is the thing that you are going to, what is the thing you're going to change? What is the thing that you're going in to fight? Well, I'm trying to use my stories to remind people why America was my promised land when I was in China, dreaming about more freedom and dream about, uh, you know, um, just live my American dream. And it took me 20 years actually in this country, learning English, learning the culture to get rid of uh, the indoctrination I received. And throughout my 24 years, living in China under one party, CCP dictatorship, we don't want to go down the wrong path because there are lots of people, including some elected to Congress and push for socialist policies. And uh, and now I feel like there's some kind of like, for example, when you talk about work and cultural revolution, I feel like uh, there is some kind of things going on trying to def- defeat America. Mm. And I thought America is a free country based on individual rights and liberty like uh, our forefathers um, put into founding documents. But our young people today remind me my youth. I was a young pioneer, red guards. I was wow. totally brainwashed, and my parents had no rights. I, I, I just I couldn't even sleep last a couple of years, especially during the riots and and the burnings. It's like what's going on? I feel like something re- history is repeating itself, and I feel it's my duty to come out to tell my stories for the whole country to hear me. And uh, my unique uh, voice matters. So we have to have a courage now to speak the truth, even though I have been targeted by CCP I bet to you say, have. shut up in this country. You are traitors like a traitor to who I'm an American citizen. I have a free speech and I have a citizen's duty to tell the truth. So if I say my country is getting destroyed by the Marxists and, and socialists and young people who don't know what the freedom is about, it's my duty to come out to warn people. I don't want to relive another, you know, socialist country. 
I don't want my children to lose their American dream. If you would like to uh, help Lily Tang, you can go to lilytangwilliams.com, L-I-L-Y, lilytangwilliams.com, and help her uh, on her fight for America, a candidate for the U.S. House. Back in just a minute. Lily, thank you. Thank you very much. You bet. Uh, You know, uh, Mike Lindell. Mike Lindell has been doing crazy commercials forever. He built a company called MyPillow. And you built it into the giant uh, that it is today because you went out and you bought my pillow and you you went and you bought his sheets right now. He's in the spirit of really giving back his six piece towel set is back. Uh, It's a a very, very low price. It comes with two bath towels, two hand towels, two washcloths. Typically, they retail for about 80 bucks for a limited time to celebrate the restock of this. He's selling them for $39.99 if you use the promo code BECK. That's 50% off in savings. These towels are machine washable, very durable, and come in multiple colors. To find this offer, just go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener special square and get 50% off this six-piece towel set. The deal's not going to last long. Enter the promo code BECK. Call 800-966-3117. Get this special and many, many more at MyPillow.com. 10 seconds, station. ID. You know, I think it's going to be, honestly, the immigrants who came here from com- countries like this and alcoholics that have a chance of saving us. What about immigrant alcoholics? How are they They're gonna even, That's <laughs> twice the power. <laughs> it is. It's twice the power. It's, you know, it's people who have lost everything mm. or have given up everything. For this life, to be able to live here because they chose it, or like me, an alcoholic, people who who have lost everything and know what the only thing is that's important. The media always tries to say, oh, conservatives are anti-immigration. And it's like, I don't see that at all from conservatives. No. Illegal immigration, yes, we have a major problem with people breaking the law. That is 100% true. But I think, I think conservatives appreciate immigrants in ways that the left do not. I, you know, you see people come from other countries. I mean, this story is an incredible story. And it's that sort of appreciation. It's the exact opposite of your typical Antifa member who who thinks, oh, who, you know, this country sucks. It's always been nonstop oppression. It's awful. When someone comes from another country and has actually experienced that stuff in real life and they come here, you realize how much they appreciate it. You know, it's, it's it amazing. Perspective. Revolutions are always started by usually rich 20-somethings. And every 20-something in our society is rich in the world's eyes. Mm-hmm. And they uh, have nothing to do but think and complain and, you know, be a revolutionary because I go against the grain and because I know my parents are stupid. Yeah. And it's always that, always yeah. that. This, this, that's a little old now, but it's, it was a few years ago. It was, if you are at our poverty level, our poverty level in the United States. So in the worst situation possible, you are better off than 85% of the rest of the world. Not the rest of the world's poor, but all the people in the rest of the world. If you're at our poverty level, you're better off than 85% of them. And that doesn't even include the freedoms and such. That doesn't calculate. That's just financial. look Look at this. Look at the way America, who even the poverty line people are 
better off than 85%. Look how we just hoard everything. Damn straight, yo. That's how that... <laughs> Proud of it. Yeah. Proud of it. Look, there's a reason why hoard. this has worked. Yeah, we're right? not hoarding not it. Hoarding there it. is enough for everybody. You just have yeah. to apply the principles. And honestly, I, I bet that stat isn't quite as impressive as it was a few years ago oh, because of that difference, because we've had a little bit of a pullback to the yep. uh, the wrong direction and the rest of the world while they're still uh, i still rather live here than anywhere else have, have have adopted some of the things that capitalism brings and have improved things and thankfully th- thank god for that you know billions of children now are living lives instead of dying at eight years old they're living longer lives and are able to be fed and and, and well nourished it's a great innovation capitalism has brought to this country we're happy to share it you should embrace it the rest of the world and a lot of them don't and quite honestly a lot of us don't either and lately it seems like more and that's more that's the problem all right back in just a second with more the glenn back program American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Ten years I've been going on and on about American Financing. They've been around for 20 years. They survived the crash of 08, and they're going to keep surviving uh, because they take an interest in you. Considering what interest rates are doing right now to the American people, you need a company like this. They don't work for the banks. They work for you. They have salary-based mortgage consultants, which means they don't get a bonus on, you know, you go to a bank and they're trying to jam you into something because the bank is pushing that. They don't charge any upfront or hidden fees. And if you don't qualify or your credit score isn't perfect, they can help you out with a a free credit, credit care program, free. And it will help you boost your credit score to put you in a better situation. American Financing, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440. Get your ducks in a row. Call and see if they can't help you out financially. AmericanFinancing.net. AmericanFinancing.net, 800-906-2440. Join Blaze TV, blazetv.com slash Glenn. You got Studios America and Glenn TV tonight, back-to-back. Use the promo code Glenn. Hello, America. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. We're glad you're here. Um, I don't know if you saw the uh, Tucker interview with uh, Orban. Uh, I don't know how I feel about Viktor Orban, other than he's right for his country. Uh, he would not be necessarily good for our country. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know. But, uh, you know, there, there are different things. For instance, Putin is really horrible, really horrible. However, to keep that country together and not go into chaos, you need somebody like that. Okay, I don't I don't like that, but it's like, you know, you get rid of Saddam Hussein and the entire thing melts down because, you know, we divided the Middle East up and made these warring uh, tribes, if you will, into a country. And then we said, yeah, he'll keep them Uh, down and they never wanted to be united so 
the, the, the question is, do we want to be united? Tucker said to him, his last question was, uh, you had a tough election and Americans don't know, but millions of their tax dollars went against you and for the other candidate who I don't even know. Did, do you know who that was too? Who wrote, who, who ran against Victor Orban? I don't know. I don't have any idea. I, I didn't even know Victor Orban was really going through an election because he's not of my concern. And why is our State Department picking winners and losers in other countries? That's reprehensible. Reprehensible. Uh, yeah, and most, I mean, like, I, you know, certainly would uh, we've opposed brutal dictators before and uh, he's a uh, he's a member of nato i believe no i'm not saying <laughs> this particular case i'm yeah. saying in some cases i think it's appropriate for us to oppose uh sure not, and sometimes we've done it obviously militarily behind the scenes but even just re- rhetorically i think it's okay to say, is fine yeah to say hey the, these you know they should change what they're doing but you want money going into ad campaigns and everything else no that's no that's ridiculous right. that is ridiculous can you imagine if russia was actually buying ad campaigns and had money behind the you know one candidate or another imagine if you know let's say 20 million dollars was given to joe biden by china and all right that's a bad example but we don't accept that and here we are doing it. We should generally keep our nose out of everybody's business. Keep our nose out of everybody's business. People rule their nations right. in all sorts of weird ways that we're not comfortable Correct. with. And that's okay. And so he said, uh, so Tucker said, you know, you were in a tough election. It didn't end up that way. He won in pretty much a landslide. And uh, he said, uh, did you ever think about putting your opponent in jail? And he said, no, that's not the way we do things in Hungary. He said, that's the way the communists did it. He said, we don't do that in Hungary. He said, I didn't think you did that in your country. And he then went on and said something really important. The reason why you don't do that is because you will never get the country to reunite. You will forever separate as us versus them. Because one side won't forgive you for doing that. And then the other side will say, really, you're going to play that game? I'll do it to you. And you immediately divide your country. He said, the president of a country, if you want it to stay together, has got to be uniting force and somebody who is saying all citizens, all citizens, I represent. When's the last time you heard that? Now, this is supposedly coming from a fascist. And in our country, that's probably what you would call him. But in his country, it I don't think, I mean, the people are electing him uh, handily. Could it turn out horribly? Yeah, it could. I don't know. But the things he says, some of them make sense like that. You don't arrest your opposition or you will forever divide your country. Cannot believe that needs to be said, especially in this country, especially right now, especially with this particular ex-president who was harangued on the campaign trail by the media constantly because his audiences were chanting, lock her up. 
And they all said, that's it's a banana republic. You can't do that. You can't even chant that. He didn't, this wasn't talking about the actual arrest. This was talking about a chant in a rally, which most people, I think, believed, you know, like they're, no one really believed that it was necessarily going to happen. I mean, maybe not no one. That's probably I guess some unfair. people did. Some people and then did. some people, I thought it was, I didn't want him to do it, you know, lock her up. It, it went through the system. Right. The system was flawed. Leave it alone. But I thought she should have gone to jail. Yeah. And I think there's, that. you can argue it's not the right place or the, night, or the right way to talk about it in a political Correct. rally. Like, I can understand that point of view. However, I don't understand the point of view saying that and then cheering on every new indictment or lawsuit that Donald Trump faces. You know, that we all understand looking at a system like this, when you're talking about two political parties going against each other, we all understand that the law could be used as a weapon in that battle. When one side has power, they can use the law against the other side. We've always stayed away from that, or almost always stayed away from it in our nation's history. But one, a couple of the reasons why is we've had we have real pressure releases to that system. Mm-hmm. We have this the the voting. Uh, we have a, a democratic process that allows people to say, "Hey, we're going to take this on our own. We're going to look at all this on our. Don't go to get in the way. Don't try this with your one party attacking the other party legally. Let us get involved. We're going to make that decision. That pressure valve is there. And the other one is impeachment." Where you have a process that, while it is political, is really out in the open, and you can hold the people who make those votes responsible if you think they're misusing that that power. Instead, what we're doing here is going around both of those things, and look, we all understand if someone decided it was a serial killer and was also president, they should go to jail. There's no question about that, but the standard should be really high. The, the standard level of proof should be really high. I talked to someone who is you know, more in favor than I am of Trump going uh, to, to jail for all of this stuff. And, and, they, and I said, look, <laughs> look, you better have Donald Trump on tape saying, I know I lost the election. However, I'm going to manipulate this process because I should remain in power because I'm super duper awesome. You should have him on tape saying that. And they said, well, we'll never get that. And you know what? You probably won't. But what does that tell you? That tells you that you should have a a standard that uh, looks toward that level of evidence. And if you don't have it, you shouldn't go down this road. Use these other paths that have been provided to you. And, you know, to go down this road with like, well... You know, a lot of people that Donald Trump despised told him he was wrong is not a legitimate level of, of evidence in this case. You have to do better than that. You should have to do better than that. Because while we say, yes, no one's above the law, the standards for politicians in some ways should be higher. The reason for that is not because they have some level of, uh, you know, royalty, but because we know the motivations of the political system. We know that one side is going to try to take out their opponents. So you have to guard against that and make it really super clear. If you're going to go throw a president in jail, man, that evidence must be really, really crystal clear. And the crime must be really, really high on the scale. Well, the Democrats used to know that. They used to at least espouse that with Bill Clinton. That it has to be really, really super high. Yeah, Now, it's weird because I don't know how super, super high it has to be. Because... Literally, there doesn't seem to be any crimes here. Okay, no, I, I, I don't know. The racketeering thing is so weak, so weak. You're gonna have problems with that. 
they're going to have problems with with the charges. No, that'll that'll go away. Uh, The thing in New York is super, super weak. The the thing in Florida, um, I think, is really weak just because of precedence. It's I mean, Joe Biden had records that he had, you know, uh, when he was in the Senate, he still had them. So come on, you can't. I mean, I know. I, I think. You, look, I think he didn't but, help himself there. Right? No, I know that. I, I, he I know made that. his life more miserable with that particular one. But my, my, like, they're going to have some legal evidence on that one. It's just to me, right. the charge is is ridiculous. It, yeah, so here's the thing. This is what you're saying is keep the standard high. Yeah. But I don't understand the standard because it is so low. It charges him with things that everybody does. Uh, and it and it seems all politically motivated. Okay, from the White House, it seems politically motivated. That should never happen, even on our side, ever. But then their standard is also so high that a president taking money, and even if it didn't go to him, but it went to ten people in his family through money laundering routes to shell companies i don't know do you what's what's higher than that you could say well murder well yeah murder that's bad but you know if it was a crime of passion it's still murder in the first degree but i got news for you he he is selling all 350 million of us out you've betrayed the country that keeps all of us safe honestly i cannot think of anything higher than that i really can't no and look i think the standard should be high on joe biden too you know if, if all we had was the whatsapp message Right where where uh, Hunter is saying, "Hey, I'm sitting here next I'm to dad. Next to dad, he, we're, we're, we need you to make this payment, or we're going to punish you and, and hold hold this against you, a, a grudge, and get revenge." Like that is evidence. But if we didn't have payments and all sorts of other pieces of evidence, it wouldn't be enough. It shouldn't be enough. It shouldn't just be indications. That sort of evidence can be judged by the people, and they can say, "Hey, I think that's too much. I'm not voting for Joe Biden." And if you if you are saying there's not enough evidence, um, well, just just this. Everything that Joe Biden told you was true is now a proven lie. It's now a proven lie. Nobody in my family made any money. I didn't know about Hunter's business. I never talked to any of his business partners. I never talked to him about it. All lies. All lies. And proven lies. That proven lies. They should not result in a conviction in a court of law, but they should make you not vote for this guy. And that should be enough. That's how we deal with these things. Maybe it's even to rises to the level of impeachment. I think there's a good chance that it does. I think there's a good chance Republicans uh, launch an impeachment inquiry based on these pieces of evidence. And that will give them a lot more authority to go after more evidence to prove these things to be true or not. But I've never seen a case clearer for impeachment than a president possibly selling his country out while in office, while in office. I mean, that is that that, that if there if that's not the highest of high crimes for a political impeachment. I mean, I think the guy should go to jail. But more importantly, he should be we should teach each other the lesson 
that can never, ever happen. Yeah. Ever. And the latest piece of evidence with the Shokin situation in Ukraine is is amazing. Was it John huh. Solomon telling us about that yesterday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where the, the whole idea was everyone agreed this guy was corrupt. And that's why Joe Biden was bragging about hold, withholding a billion dollars of aid to Ukraine uh, so he would get fired. Not because of the Hunter Biden stuff. Everyone agreed this guy was corrupt. So and the, now we learned the behind the scenes analysis of this at the time. That the State Department mm-hmm. said... He's good. Yeah. Give him the money. Right. I mean, that, and like, he said the president and State Department were with me. Remember? Yeah, that was the, totally his case. Yeah. And it was a case that was accepted by every mainstream outlet. I honestly, to be to be frank about it, had no idea if that guy was good or bad. Like, I, who the hell knows? For what, yeah. Some Ukrainian prosecutor? What do I know about that? Uh, we didn't know anything about it at the time. All of the reporting was this guy was really bad. And of course, this was justified. Well, we now know the State Department disagreed with that. Years and years later, that's when we find out. I mean, if it wasn't for Joe Biden bragging on that stage that he did this and withheld this money for this reason, this would be a much more difficult case to, to work through. But he's on tape saying he did it. And at the same time, he is sending hundreds of millions of dollars over to the exact same people. Mm. I've talked to you a lot about ESG, the environmental, social, and uh, governance initiative that companies are just, I love. Even BlackRock is like, I I love, but I don't love quite so much. They have $9.4 trillion in assets, and now they're rethinking the ESG stance. They found many ESG efforts to be overreaching, potentially not serving the best interest as uh, investors. So I got to say, if BlackRock is having second thoughts, well, what does that say? By the way, the government is upset, and they're now threatening BlackRock to get back on these standards. In these chaotic times, Goldline is here with a rock-solid offer. When you pick up 25 quarter-ounce gold Mayflower rounds, you're going to get 25 one-ounce silver Mayflower rounds absolutely free. This doesn't extend to uh, IRA orders, but Goldline has your back on this economic roller coaster. I talked to somebody just yesterday uh, who it deals with a very a lot of high-end people and they're all saying the dollar does not have a long-term future please find out if gold or silver is right for you call goldline now 866 goldline 866 goldline or goldline.com join the conversation 888-727-BECK the glenn back program Oh, welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program uh, today, one o'clock Eastern. I'm going to be hosting off the record. It's a private Q&A exclusively for Blaze TV subscribers. This is your chance to chat with me, you know, uh, off the record. And uh, I'll answer anything you want to ask. We can talk about anything you want. Whatever is on your mind. We don't have any uh, Internet sensors looking over our shoulders. So it is just for blazetv.com subscribers. If you're not a subscriber, you should subscribe right now. Go to uh, blazetv.com slash off the record and sign up today so you can join the conversation. Off the record is also the promo code that will uh, save you some money on that. 
Live chat takes place today, and then tonight, my Wednesday night special, Governments and Maui. Not a good combination. The Glenn Beck Program.